0: Welcome, Siblings of the Storm, to another Tempest Runner Transmission, the show where we talk about everything Star Wars The High Republic. I'm Sam.
1: I'm Liz. And I am Mike.
0: And we will be your Tempest Runners this evening. So, this episode, we're going to be talking and discussing about how the Jedi have changed in between the High Republic era and towards the Phantom Menace era and beyond. It's It's pretty evident that there is... Uh, a change that we're witnessing the transformation right now of the jedi we are on the kind of knife's edge of where i think things are gonna be beginning to change and you know with the phantom menace they are the phantom menace almost seems to me like and i don't know if you guys would agree but the phantom menace almost seems like the middle ground of what they are in the high republic and what they become In the Attack of the Clones, the Attack of the Clones is like a very militarized Jedi. You know, let's start a war. We're generals now, not you know, not Jedi. So first, we'll go to we'll go to Liz first. Liz, what what do you think will be the driving force to change the Jedi from the High Republic era to what we see them more of in the Phantom Menace?
2: I think mainly it's going to be the distrust between the Jedi that are currently masters right now. And just in general, within themselves, they might start fighting amongst each other. Especially because at the end of Light of the Jedi, we see uh, that one Jedi in the uh, epilogue. He has that vision man, yeah yeah he has that vision and he's telling avar right did he right tell yeah her? yeah yeah he told Well, he doesn't know. Right? No, no 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 he um... keeps it to himself oh yeah yeah, yeah it only I happens
0: know. i believe it only happens once she walks away and then he starts like spiraling yeah. his weird vision
2: mm-hmm. i think once he actually does tell her he's gonna try to keep it hush hush but i think she might tell someone out of like a warning or she might tell him he's crazy and they might have a squabble or she might like i said before she might um tell the rest of the council and they might see it as just like it can't happen it you know that's that's impossible like we have everything under control and then that's what's gonna the hubris uh, and the jedi well it's interesting
0: yeah Yeah, it's interesting you mentioned someone like elza man right because the way I see Elzarman is he's a Jedi that just would not fly in the uh, in the prequel era of Jedi. They just wouldn't allow someone like that into the Order and definitely not to become Master. And we see at the end of the Jedi that he actually does finally... That, that, you know, there was a bit of distrust because of the way he kind of taps into the Force
2: yeah. and the way
0: he views the Force as like a, a deep ocean and full of yeah. possibilities, and he's, mm-hmm. he's very creative with it. But it does seem like the Jedi get more narrow-minded in, in their approach to the Force. I mean, I think that the... You know, I've seen, I have seen people accuse the, the way the Jedi see the Force, you know, like, all the, the different metaphors of how the Jedi see the Force. I have seen that be accused of, of being, like, a shallow change in their philosophy. I, I, I don't, well, you know, I don't necessarily think that it's, like, a super deep one, but I think what it does show is that all the Jedi have a very, very different view. It's a very simplistic way of explaining how the Jedi have different views to the Force, right? Instead of, you know, maybe it's not getting into, like, you know, super high philosophy, but it's definitely showing that hey, we're all different. I see this as an notion. You see it as a song. Whereas you never get that sense from the from the prequel or a Jedi. And you know, a, a Jedi like Alzar Man, there's no way. There's no. He's he, you know he. In a sense, he's probably wor- not worse than Anakin. Anakin had like serious problems. But in terms of like how he views the Force, he's different, right? And I don't. I feel do you like guys think feel he's.
2: I feel like he's closest to Qui Gon. If that makes yeah, sense. Yeah,
0: maybe. Yeah, or maybe um. Um, what's that Jedi's name in the Clone Wars? Um, oh uh, yeah, the
1: one, um, uh, the one who has something for a Adventures, correct? Yeah, what's his name again? Quinlan oh, Vos. Um, Quinlan,
0: Quinlan Vos. Quinlan Vos. Right? Yeah. yeah. I there feel we like go. he's quite similar to Quinlan Vos in it, a little bit, you know, a little bit. Which obviously, I mean, kind of I don't he think he's that audience.
2: much of a troublemaker. Because no. Quinlan was a was he was a he was a baddie. <laughs> he
1: has not acted that's on true, it, but yeah, he's got the true. thoughts. Yeah. Well, and, yeah.
0: He's got, I'm talking Quinlan Vos. Yeah. Quinlan Voss pre pre Dooku uh corruption. Um, kind of a little bit. But yeah, may- maybe Qui-Gon is, is a fairer comp- maybe maybe like a younger Qui-Gon, perhaps. Um but Qui-Gon was also maybe like respected in the in the order, but you know, I almost feel like Qui Gon is like the last of the almost like the last representation of like a high republic Jedi. If if you guys would agree exactly. with that. Exactly. No, yeah, I, I agree, with that agree with boy. that fully. Yeah. Mm. Yeah.
1: He doesn't strike me as a way seeker, but he definitely strikes me as like the legends, you know, uh, analog to a great Jedi. He just seems like so much of a free thinker and he's willing to skirt the line between light and dark such that it's like, you don't really, you are a Jedi, but what you're thinking and what you're doing is not really something the council, at least as it was in the prequels would approve of. So it definitely, actually, I would agree with that. At first I thought he was more like a, of a Anakin analog, but I definitely see that now. I definitely think, like, he and Qui-Gon would be good friends, if not, like, Master Definitely, apprentice.
0: definitely. And, um, the one thing that, that interests me, really, is that the trust that they seem to give Jedi. Look, I'm not trying to say there isn't distrust there. Obviously, Elzar Man, he was only made Master in Light of the Jedi, so he was, he was, he was a, a Jedi Knight for quite a while, so that obviously does show some layer of distrust. I just feel like they would never ever, and, and and Jedi like Keeve Trennis as well, you know, would they, would the Jedi Order ever consider knighting anyone like Keeve Trennis in the, uh, in the, in the prequel era? I, I feel like maybe not, and um, there just seems to be a lot more trust within the Jedi now. Now whether that trust will be misplaced, we don't know. Probably, probably not. It seems like it's it's more of an opposite of like you know, the tighter you clench your fist kind of thing. The more, the more, whatever. But you know I just feel like that there is a big difference in the way in the freedom of freedom of thought in the in the jedi order right now, so what do you, so Mike, what do you think about the way the the High council runs things? because there's only one grand Jedi master in the um now I could be wrong here in thinking that they're all grand Jedi masters in the council scene of Light of the Jedi, mm. but also we, we do also see that Yoda's absent. What do you think that that might might kind of tell us about Yoda and how he might change?
1: Uh if anything it seemed it's indicative that the council is very it's more proactive in the high republic era um, mm. Yoda I think he's there well cuz in High Republic adventures he's off with like his whole band of uh padawans and younglings um shortly well during and shortly thereafter the uh The great disaster so if anything it tells me that the jedi are acting uh more proactively and they are not as i guess doom and gloom and uh and yoga posy as they are in the prequel (laughs) uh trilogy um so i i guess in that respect i am more i guess i'm more impressed and i really like the the jedi masters in in the high republic because it seems like they have a as i mentioned like a very hands-on uh dare i say even like friendly a friendlier approach um with their their padawans in this era uh, most of the uh padawans we've seen or jedi knights we've seen in this era thus far they have like very close uh friendly relationships with their master very akin to what obi-wan and anakin had in the uh like in the clone wars tv show like, where one starts equipped, the other one ends it. If one has a yeah, sure. doubt, uncertainty, the other one completes it. Which you really don't see with any other Master or Jedi in the prequels. Um, right, sure. But meanwhile, and, you and see that And I think maybe here.
0: we do get a warped perception of, of, of what the Jedi... What the Master and Apprentice relationship is like um, in the prequel era. Simply because we mostly see it through the lens of Anakin and Obi-Wan. Whereas, you know, if you look, if you look at someone like Barriss and uh, Luminara... It's a very, very different. It's almost like a colder relationship, right? It's like a I'm your I'm your teacher. You're gonna learn things. We're not, you know. I, I know I know that there is obviously like a friendship and a, and a mentorship between them, but it seems it seems a lot more right. You're the you're the learner, I'm the master kind of thing. And absolutely,
1: yeah, yeah. no, definitely. In the prequels, particularly as to Anakin and Obi Wan, it seems like the label between them is not necessarily teacher and student. It's like older brother and slightly younger brother. And, um, yeah, it seems much more familiar and much more friendly. And that's very much the case, as we see in High Republic, with Loading Greatstorm and uh, Belle. We see it with uh, with Wreath and, oh, my God, was it uh, Joramali, I believe? Joramali's, Joramali yeah, his master, I believe. Right, and even, like, Burriaga and I believe the master's name is uh, Amik or Amek, like, to the point where she would go off and learn Shriwok just to better communicate with them and like be sure. a better foil for him. It seems like there's more like older sister, younger brother, older sister, younger sister relationship in the High Republic mm. versus what we see in the prequels, which then leads me to beg the question, why the difference in relationship in the prequels? Again, assuming that that is indeed the case in the prequels, because as you said, we, the prequels are mostly through the lens of Anakin and Obi-Wan. So I could just, it, it could just be, we've never seen this relationship in the prequels
0: well but. i mean obviously there's so many different jedi so there's going to be a bunch of different types of relationship but i feel like if you look at it in terms of the majority of of what we see versus you know versus um in the high republic versus the prequel jedi there does seem to be a big difference you know you have you have load and great storm throwing uh um bells Edithar off a off a cliff right and you know yeah. things like that where it's it's very hands on approach that was
2: very questionable <laughs>
0: yeah very questionable indeed but i mean hey i mean it, it kind of well it didn't actually really work in the end but it, he had the right idea right he he had mm-hmm. the idea that it, he was only going to use his powers when uh, when he needed them when, when he was in a life and death situation
1: Absolutely. Yeah, definitely. They seem more like the master apprentice relationship in the high Republic You can see like one is a foil or the other the other one completes the the other Versus like in the prequels literally first scene is like Qui-Gon and Obi-Wan and you think okay These people are pretty much night and day you got one person. Oh uh, My allegiance is to the Republic to democracy there's only absolute like someone who deals in absolutes is a Sith. versus You know, Qui Gon, who is very much you know like way seeker slash great Jedi mentality. So right, yeah, foils in one era, not so much in the other.
0: Definitely, yeah. You know, it's funny, Mike. You were saying about like you feel like the Jedi are more proactive and more, you know, more less kind of sitting in an ivory tower and more out, you know, helping the galaxy. I think, although the Starlight Beacon is more of a um, a Republic thing, the fact that there are going to be Jedi temples, like mini Jedi temples, in 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 Starlight Beacons, which is going to be more... Well, the plan, I think, I believe, by Lena So is that they're going to have multiple Starlight Beacons all throughout, like, the frontier of, of this exploration in towards, in towards the Outer Rim. Really does show that the Jedi, they're not just going to be, like, focused on Coruscant. They're going to be trying to reach out to the rest of the gal- the rest of the galaxy and show that they're kind of on the same level as them, where it's... The Jedi of the um of the prequel era, to me, they seem... They seem like they just... I mean, they don't lock themselves away in Coruscant, you know, they they obviously are out helping people, but it's... It just seems like they're way less... Like, we're on Coruscant, in our nice, nice, cushy temple. um, You know, and, and even, even like, I don't know. It, to me, the, so, there's... So,
2: like, the way they're depicted in, like, Clone Wars is more like they only go out to help people when it's requested, or they see that they're, like, literally on the brink of being overturned whereas people in High Republic are more like I don't, I don't want to say policing but they're there regardless if they wanted help or not because they right. they don't uh p- poke their nose as much it, it does does that make right. any sense
0: and it's not as it doesn't seem as like politically driven either like with yeah. the, you know the Jedi would obviously help out republic systems but they weren't necessarily going into uh you know the the um separatist systems to help out there and you know and and it, it just seems like hey we're gonna we're gonna help out our guys but you know you guys can kind of uh sort yourselves out you know yeah i feel like <laughs> the
2: the jedi are more are more of a neighborhood watch than anything
0: uh, yeah no that's a really that's a really good um yeah yeah really good way to explain it so with the jedi luke skywalker talks about how the jedi have a hubris about them about how they they kind of believe that if they die uh, the light dies with them Do you think that the Jedi of the High Republic era have that mentality, or do you think it's different? I
2: think they think the same thing. They think that they're helping everyone. They don't see themselves as meddling in people's affairs because there's not really anything to meddle with right now. Sure, sure. So I think they are pretty confident that they are doing things for the better and for the good. But I don't think they have the arrogance about them that the prequel Jedi have
0: right yeah. like someone like someone like mace for example i feel like is a, is the kind of epitome of of what
2: was wrong with the jedi yeah yeah, yeah exactly, exactly. Yeah. the
0: arrogance yeah. the the self-importance uh, that that willingness to kind of almost push the boundaries between light and dark a little bit i don't think the jedi were like going to fall to the dark side not in like a traditional sense of like you know fall into anger and hatred and rage but just that just the the, the belief that mace had where, you know, I don't know, maybe that's more of a Legends thing, but there's definitely like an arrogance about Mace, and I just think he that he really like represents the downfall of the Jedi, you know, over someone like Yoda who had his flaws as a Jedi, don't get me wrong, but definitely felt a lot more in tune with what the Jedi should be for the galaxy, even if he didn't really do enough about it at the time of the prequels.
2: I feel like Yoda has way more compassion for people of like... Uh, every f- faction, if that makes sense, right, and sure. like Mace was just like Separatist bad, bruh. You yeah. know what I mean? <laughs> Absolutely. Um, yeah. He's like, if you're bad, you're bad. And Yoda is there is, there's light and dark, but there is a range of light and dark. If that makes sense?
0: Sure. Yeah. Like, and everyone I'm, has a everyone yeah. has a dark side in them. You know, and everyone has a everyone struggles with with that. Especially,
2: yeah. um, with the premonitions and Anakin, how he was kind of counseling him through that. Because, yeah. like, he knew he was on the path. There was something, like, dark that he was struggling with, right? I feel if it was Mace in that situation, it would have gone a completely different way.
0: Absolutely, it would have done, yeah.
2: Yeah, as well as um, we see in the Clone Wars during the Lost Missions, he has that little, that little moment with the, uh, what are they called? The Those... wills? Yeah, the wills. Actually, he I think has... they're just
0: Force Priestesses.
2: Yeah no yeah yeah they're force priestess, priestesses yeah yeah uh, and then he fights his like evil self right um, yeah I feel like that was a whole journey that he he went on and uh, it really shows that he has a lot more compassion for people who right. are
0: right I think I think the end of that arc is him kind of realizing that the dark side is part of him right as as this, yeah. as grand as this Jedi is you know everyone thinks of Yoda as like the epitome of light which which you know by a large part he is. But mm-hmm. there is a dark side to him. There is a darkness. And, you know, understanding the dar- darkness in yourself helps you understand the darkness in others. And, and you realize that we all struggle with whatever it is we struggle with, right, in terms Absolutely. of, like, you know. And Yoda, I think, at the end, was able to understand that. And I think he also understood that the Jedi were going down a, a downward spiral. Right. Now, the question I have is, does the High Republic mark the be- beginning of that downward spiral do you, well, put it this way, do you think we're at the end of the good era, or are we at the start of the bad era, with the I, High Republic Jedi right now? What uh, th- what side of the line are we on here?
1: I think we're in the good era, but this is leading into the, the bad era. If anything, the purpose of the High Republic is to better juxtapose uh, Luke's point about, you know, the Jedi and their hubris, you know, they you know they let someone as dark as palpatine took over right now they are i don't think luke would disagree or not like this particular era of the uh, of the jedi perhaps are a little pretentious it might even uh, be per- what he
0: was striving for with his with his vert- uh- school, you know? Yeah,
1: very much so. It, it it seems like they're doing good right now for for goodness sake and not so much cuz, you know, oh, the Sith are back. Now we got to purge the darkness very much as you said. Like it seems like at the end of that episode, that arc with Yoda, he comes to the realization that the the point well, to be all you can be as a Jedi, it's you should not go out and destroy darkness. It is to embrace the fact that there is darkness even within your own self and to live with it and to use that for the better good. Um in this case, uh yeah, I think the point of the High Republic is right now there is no darkness, per se. There are there are bad people. There are bad things happening. The Sith are out there, but they're not really actively at work. Right now, this is just a period of good. But come the beginning of, I, perhaps even the Acolyte, per, uh, come at the beginning of the Acolyte and the Phantom Menace, this is where you get, like, the... The foreshadowing the hints the echoes ooh the sith are back and then all of a sudden the jedi are no longer their high republic you know we're doing good for goodness sake self this is now the start of the jedi like oh our enemy from a thousand years ago they are back and now we must you know forsake our what we were doing which is to be peacekeepers and stay out of politics now we're going to be very active in global affairs now we gotta get rid of the the uh, the Sith and the Separatists because they're being backed by this Phantom Menace that sort of thing. So I think right now we're at the good, we're at the example of what the she- of what the Jedi should be, but and and we're going to see s- slowly how they decline into you know the the hubris era of the Jedi that Luke was uh, telling Ray about.
0: Sure. Do you not think there is a slight element of danger that maybe they're slipping into with you know I- I'm sure Lena So has good intentions. I wouldn't mind seeing Lena So maybe become a bit more. I don't know, but maybe, like, slowly become, like, corrupt or more, like, authoritarian with her rule. And and maybe she starts off as a good person, but maybe, you know, and and that could. That could bring. The way she kind of is linking the the, the High Republic with the Jedi, that could be a part of what kind of brings them towards that Phantom Menace era of. Of of more of like a dogmatic view of the Force and and just the way they're so tightly woven with the with the Republic itself. It's it's not you know the Jedi and the Republic um, in the Phantom Menace era are almost synonymous, but you know in in, in the High Republic era they are almost, they are kind of two separate entities and and they're kind of you know that even I'm sure that the debate in the uh, in the Council in um, in uh, Light of the Jedi they you know they're discussing like should we should we like really help the Republic should we really get involved in this you know is it our place to and that choice to do that I'm not saying it's the wrong choice necessarily at all. I'm just saying that choice to do that, to me, that could mark the the beginning of the new era for them. I think that maybe the war with the Nile and then whatever enemies and phases come you know sorry, enemies come in like the new phases, whatever they take form as or manifest as, I think that could be I think slowly we might start to see the Jedi lose their way a little bit. You know, because we see in... Uh, we will do an entire episode on Elzar Man's vision um, soon. But um, they... You know, Elzar Man, when he, see- when he sees that vision, he sees it as fear being the enemy of the Jedi. And I think it's the Jedi beginning to give in to their own fear that is really going to be the, the start of the downfall for them.
1: Absolutely, yeah. I don't want to bleed into that particular episode yet, as that is something sure. that definitely requires its own episode. But absolutely, um, to the point it is related to this episode i definitely i absolutely agree something's going to happen the jedi are going to get a taste of fear and then this whole crusade if you will of like let's do good to do good let's be um let's work actively with the jedi uh, i'm sorry let's work actively with the republic lena so in the great works project let's go out into the frontier and let's help people let's push back uh the forces of the dark that's gonna definitely that's gonna go away that's gonna change because for what we see in episode two is that, you know, you got Mace Windu who says, we are, you know, peacekeepers, not soldiers. And you see this overall reluctance to get involved in politics and, you know, uh, you know, saber rattling and and trying to make enemies versus here it's like, well, we're doing good to do good. We are being very active. So something's gonna happen and it's gonna cause the Jedi to say, you know, we we thought we were doing good we ended up doing bad now we're afraid to go down that path again so we're just going to take a step back from political affairs on um, or political like G, like galactic affairs unless it's really really something we need to involve or our, involve ourselves in. for sure fear's going to play a big a big role in that
0: do you
2: think that because i was reading the description for the acolyte show says towards the end of the high republic era do you think uh causes something so that they do step back and then that's when the sith kind of like peek their head in and then they you know create this elaborate plan and then suddenly we're in the uh prequel era sort of thing
0: i think that's incredible yeah i think that's that's incredibly likely whatever the Jedi end up doing, whether, it's, you know, we don't know for certain what that's going to be yet, Though we we, we do, sh- we will share our theories in the Alzheimer's Vision episode, which will be coming out, you know, within hopefully within the next few weeks. We'll probably record that one. It's going to be linked to something that will happen at the end of Phase 3, maybe Phase 2. And I think the Jedi will maybe do something that, or they'll act in a way that isn't entirely good. And I think it will be orchestrated a little bit by Martian Rowe, who kind of wants to prove... In my, like my, my, my kind of big theory is that Martian Amro wants to prove that the Jedi can actually be mon- or are actually monsters. and I think something's going to happen, which I, I just get the feeling that he's going to somehow be the orchestrator behind the, the kind of fall of the Jedi, or maybe maybe at least highlight um, why they might you know begin to fall. Definitely. yeah he's
2: he's gonna be like um he's gonna basically be like oh you caused this to happen or something like that yeah basically yeah. basically rubbing it in their face and then they're gonna question themselves be like if we acted on this too urgently because someone had a vision and we just assumed that this was happening like are we bad did we just did we give into fear yeah basically exactly that yeah did we give into fear
0: so one thing i want to get into a little bit just before we before we wrap up because we are coming towards the end here. Another thing, I don't know whether this is maybe an oversight in um what was said in the Phantom Menace. So and or maybe like me looking too far into things or maybe getting the wrong end of the stick. In I believe it's Venestra Rowe, She has like a, a young Padawan, right? Like a sort of like 10 years old if I'm not mistaken. Can anyone confirm that? Wait,
2: Vern isn't isn't she the padawan
0: for some reason I, I i've heard that she takes a padawan of her own and she's got a padawan i don't
2: think so i think she's because no? it cause says that she the... is
1: the apprentice to still and Gios, yeah, Gios.
2: She, yeah she is a she, like she is a padawan i haven't read um a test of courage yet i know she in that she leads some people but i don't think that
0: i just remember hearing someone talking about how that how like a someone was being brought back to the starlight beacon and they were um they were going to be like become a jedi but they were like 10 and then when anakin tries to become one they kind of turn him away and i just wondered if there was going to be anything to kind of like link those two events as to why am i oh no No.
2: i think i think i think what you're thinking about is that that uh girl that's in the um comics um where she was suppressing her power and she's she's brought back to the beacon with Yoda and the other younglings, um, right. because she helped them uh, during like on the ground. Uh, I believe when the Nihil um, started attacking her planet, yeah, because she was pretty. She was she was pretty old. Uh, not old, but you know what I mean. Like for yeah, for like uh, you know, for what we
0: would assume a Jedi would. How old yeah. the Jedi are when they? I guess my question is that if she does become a Jedi at her age it's maybe what happens with her the reason why they have such a fear of letting someone like anakin become a jedi
2: that is a good point although i don't think that that's where her story is heading um her plot is kind of set up in the first two issues i think she really wants to do good if she does somehow ruin things because uh she is too old i mean it would make sense but i don't think it's gonna be her plot point
0: sure sure it just makes it a little bit strange in 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 light of the conversation in the Phantom Menace about allowing Anakin to become a Jedi. If you know, you know, in, in Yoda's lifetime, not that long ago for him, they just let this ten year old become a Jedi. I don't know. Um, well, maybe, I don't
2: maybe... even think it was him that was wary of it. I think it was Mace that was initially wary of it.
0: Right. No, he Mace no.
1: Is... No, but remember, the Council approved it, but Yoda did not. Yoda and oh. Mace both disagreed with the council's decision. Yeah, because at the very end, after the funeral, Obi-Wan is like in the council chambers kneeling in front of Yoda. Oh, yeah. And yes. then he says, agree with you, I do not, but the council agrees.
2: Yes, that is true.
1: But I-, mm-hmm. I think the overall distinction is not the age per se. It's the amount of attachment. And consider Anakin Skywalker. He is a slave boy whose mother, uh, you know, is you know barely scraping by they're both owned by uh oh my god i forgot his name the the watto the toydarian of course how dare i forget that um and on top of that there's Jabba, and they're on this slave planet and he has so many ambitions and wants and needs and yet age does play
0: right for the longest time it's just been it's just been them the two of them you know, scraping right. by so and, and kind of...
2: that kind of makes sense for what the um, comic is, the IDW comic. It's a very similar situation, mm. except that the other person that this Jedi or this um, kid is attached to is their same age. Sam, you really need to read that comic. It's really good. I do. But yeah, they, they are uh, attached to their friend and the friend...
0: I just wonder if maybe that attachment might lead to something. You know, especially especially if we see, you know, if there is big time gaps between the phases. Fa- because yeah, watching a kid go evil that might be kind of a bit okay, that might be a bit too much. But if if there is kind of like maybe even like 10 year gaps between or like 5 year gaps between the phases, we're going to see that we're going to see that kid become an adult by the time of by by the end mm. of it, right? So that might be kind of like a way to do yeah, that. Without... There you go,
1: that's the it's the Yeah, it. Mike, you've Cilla. read
2: that comic, right?
1: Uh, I've read up to the second issue of High Republic. Yeah, there's, al-
2: there's only two, so Oh, there you go. But you, th- you think that that kid is gonna turn evil because
0: I, s- I... I don't know necessarily I just think that, like, it's it would be, it's interesting that Yoda doesn't have a problem with her necessarily uh-huh. It is a yeah, girl, right? Yeah, but but has a problem with that. I don't
1: see the writing on the um, wall yet. But given what we just said, like the conjunction of age plus like want and attachment, there you go. That's a recipe for disaster. Yeah. Do I see it coming? Not really. But could right. it go there? Absolutely. And I and I invite the opportunity. Mm. Yeah,
2: that would also connect with um like you were saying how it would connect with that prequel era stuff.
0: It's perhaps learning the wrong lessons from, from certain, you know, teachings, it's, or certain events, learning, learning the wrong lessons from, from certain events, I think the Jedi are going to slowly be led by fear, and they are going to be taught lessons in, in how to change with the times, I just don't think they're going to pick the right ones, and, you know, I think it's eventually going to lead to, to obviously how they, how they downfall, in I mean, we, we, we kind of see the downfall in the prequels, right, that's not really a mystery as to how they become, how they kind of lose their way, but we do know that there is there is an element of 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 mystery between the High Republic mm-hmm. and Phantom Menace for Definitely. sure. Um, does anyone have any closing points before we? I wrap think up? the
1: close of the High Republic, it's not going to come in like one fell swoop. It's going to come in like bits and pieces. We've already established that for exactly. Elzar Man's vision, there's going to be some threat and some fear, like some external like uh, opponent threat but i also think there's going to be yeah, like some yeah. padawans or, or some jedi masters who are going to like do practices that they think is best but not really and in the end the jedi they're not just going to be afraid of their enemies but they're going to be afraid of oh no this master and this apprentice they did this thing so we're going to be very we're going to hold that fear like we don't want that to happen so
0: well perhaps afraid of themselves right perhaps afraid of extending out a certain parts of themselves in fear that one right they might do. absolutely absolutely um, that's no I think I think you, you might have uh, hit the nail on the head there Mike with that one and it seems like a really good place to close out so if you want to join the discussion please head over to our subreddit r slash great of the hill or you can join our discord the starlight beacon which I'll link in the description and Mike do you want to take us away with the outro please
1: absolutely uh, we hope you keep riding the storm all the way to join us for the next episode and remember everyone we are all the night hill.